We now start the 10th parak of Bav Matziah, and this really is a whole new topic. Um, this chapter, along with the next two chapters of Bava Basra, deal with what's called Hilchos Shechenim, the laws that apply, real estate laws that apply to people who are neighbors and have, you know, plots of land next to each other, or domiciles next to each other. Now, the reason why it's broken up so strangely is because, as I'll remind you, originally Meseches Bava Metziah was just part of a larger Meseches Nazigan, and it was 30 chapters long. They divided it into sort of arbitrarily to 10 subunits, Bava Kama, the first, third, Bava Metziah, the second, third, Bava meaning literally a gate, and then Bava Basa, the last third, the last gate. So um, really, if you would have done it, you know, more... Logically, this chapter would not be broken up separate from the next two in Bava Basra, the first two in Bava Basra, but that's how it is here. So the case we have in our mission here, and really that's the case for the next three Mishnayas, is you have a structure. It's like a two-story building, like a two-story apartment building. You have different residents, um, in the case of here at Mishnah 1 and Mishnah 3, owning the two floors separately. So uh, here we have someone who's on the ground floor, which is called the bias, and someone who's in the one story above that, I'll call it the second story or the first floor, depending on which where you live in the world. Um, and uh, that person, that residence is called the Aliyah, often translated as attic. But it's just the second story apartment, okay? So now, uh, the question is what happens in our mission here? We want to know what happens if the whole building comes crashing down and then the two homeowners want to rebuild their homes. So they want to sort of divide up the debris and the rubble. They want to sort of, you know, they're salvageable wood and bricks and stuff, they want to divide it. So the Mishnah's basic point here is they're going to divide it in as fair way as possible. It says the Mishnah, If you have a two-story apartment building that the first floor and the second floor were owned by two different people and it collapsed, they divide it up in an equal paraded way. The wood, the stones or bricks, and the afar, the afar is like the the plaster stuff that goes in the ceiling, like between the two floors, let's say. So they're dividing it up, and also on the top. So they're going to divide that up equally. Now, equally means that assumes that they both had the same amount of square footage, which is probably the case since it's one on top of the other, but also that the height of the walls of the two was the same. If one apartment um, had much higher walls than the other, so then, of course, more of the bricks originally belonged to him, Therefore, you have to sort of run the numbers and allocate the bricks afterwards in a prorated uh, fair way. So many learn that the basic Chiddush of our Mishnah is that even though you might have thought, well, probably the stuff on the bottom belongs to the bottom and the stuff on the top belongs to the on the top. No, we're going to take all the rubble and divide it equally in a prorated way between the two of them. Now, that assumes that uh, we have no good reason to think that anything particular belongs to anyone in particular. But if that's not the case, then things will be different. So says the Mishnah, V'ro'im, and so you make a basic consideration who is the likely party, if there is a likely party, um, who would have the broken bricks as opposed to the one who doesn't. So, for example, if the house like collapsed inwards and fell in on itself, so presumably what happened was the bottom bricks broke and the top ones fell on top of it, therefore presumably the bottom bricks that are broken belong to the bottom guy and the unbroken ones on top belong to the top guy. So there's reasons reason to think like that and that we'd allocate more in that way. Or similarly, if it fell over on its side to one side, then presumably it's the top building that tipped over first, those ones crashed first, and everything fell beneath it afterwards, so then, then we'd allocate the broken bricks to the top apartment. But if we haven't got that, or the rationale, so then we won't, we'll do it equally. 
Now, Imhaya Echad Mehem Makir Miktsas Avanev, if someone says he recognizes some of his bricks, for argument he says, I recognize his bricks because they have a certain stamp or a certain frame or shape or color, whatever it is, and they're mine. So then, um, he can keep the ones he claims is his, and they go towards the cheshbon. So that means, basically, the few things to say on this, it means, let's say, for example, there are 100 bricks to divide between the two guys, each one's supposed to get 50. If this guy says, you know, I recognize 10 of those bricks are for sure mine because I recognize I've put my initials in them or something like that. So then um, he gets to keep those 10, and he'll get 40 more. Okay, so it ends up being, they just get the 50 they're supposed to get, but he gets the ones that he can identify as his. Now, we have a general rule, of course, that just because you say something is yours doesn't mean you get to keep it. Here, um, if you'd have uh, one person saying, Bari, it's his for sure, another person saying, even Shem, I'm not sure if you're right or wrong, that wouldn't be enough to allow him to take it. So what has to be happening in this mission is that the guy who's claiming, and he gives a reason why he's claiming these bricks, the other guy is conceding to some of that claim. I mean, he, he says, yes, I, I see there are 10 bricks that have your initials. I agree those are yours. But the other 10 bricks that you're claiming are yours because you remember how they looked or you remember the color, I'm not sure about that. So then you have a situation of what's called modaba mixtas. You know, he's admitting to part of the claim. The guy who is living on top claims he wants these 20 bricks. He recognizes them. 10 of them, the guy in the bottom will concede to. So he's modaba mixtas. And 10 of them he disputes, is so maybe not sure. So now the deal is that once you're modaba mixtas, you're admitting a partial claim, you'd have to take a shvua and swear on the part that you're denying. Since this other guy, the guy on the bottom, can't swear that they're not, that he knows the other 10 are not, don't belong to the guy on top because he just doesn't know. And since he has to swear, but he can't swear, the rule will be if you have to swear what you can't swear, so then the other guy can keep his claim in full. So that's the situation of a mission here. Of course, we're not talking about a situation in which the two people agree regarding a particular brick because then that would go without saying you don't, don't need a mission to say if you both agree, then you divide it that way.